my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, Tanner fans! This is Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Jalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing this Friday? Did everyone have a great 4th of July if you celebrated it? I had a good... You wanna know what I did? I stayed and watched all 8 episodes of Stranger Things 3. Started at 8am, I was able to get grocery, take a break and get some groceries... Also recorded a podcast, got that uploaded, and I think it was around 10.30, just after 10 o'clock at night, that I had finished the final episode. It was an epic whirlwind of emotions, and just, wow. Honestly, I gotta say, it was worth the year and a half wait for this. And the only thing I'm left with is saying, where do we go from here? Well, today, I am going to be talking about part two of the Full House two-part episode, The House Meets the Mouse, part two, which aired on May 18th, 1993. This is the the second half of that season six finale. And starting up the episode, we don't even get a recap. We just jump right into it. They're like, well, you should know. If you watched last week's episode, you should know where we left off. Basically, this is where we left off. Michelle, of course, crown princess for a day. She gets fed up with DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie not wanting to ride the carousel for the 11th plus time and just takes off. Danny is on his second attempt at a proposal and, of course, he fails because he is in a restaurant where... Jesse and Joey are doing the radio show. Jesse's trying to get that done so he and Becky can go on a nice little uh, boat ride on the lagoon. And yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. You know, they're just they end the episode part one with Michelle, Michelle, where are you, Michelle? We just lost our sister and one of the biggest attractions in the world and. I say at least one of the good things of her being crowned princess for a day is her picture is all over that park. They will find her. She hasn't left. I mean, they split apart from her, the older girls do, to deliberate. Like, she's getting really bossy. Why are we letting this little pint-sized pipsqueak boss us around? The minute the teacher says, hold on, I will talk to her, she turns and looks, Michelle, boom, she's out there. She's like, who needs them? Bye. So this episode's got a 7.4 out of 10 rating based on 10 rating, or based on 159 ratings, I'm sorry. Uh, so this one's got a, se- the first one's got a 7.2. They upped the ante a little bit because Michelle had to wait a week, everybody. A week to find out if Michelle would be found, if Danny's going to propose, if Jesse will get back in time for that boat lagoon ride with Becky and she'll stop being PO'd at him because he's there for his job. And he's there for two jobs. 
his band, and his radio show, which he's just about done with completing in part two. So I'm going to read the synopsis. After Michelle runs away from DJ Stephanie and Kimmy, when they get frustrated with her bossiness, the girls become frantic. Meanwhile, Rebecca gets fed up with Jesse, who continues to spend all of his time away from the family, and Danny struggles to find the perfect way to propose to Vicky. Did I mention he doesn't propose with a ring? Which, I mean... I don't know. Do you can, you probably can propose without a ring, and then you both would pick it out together. I don't know. I um in part one I did discuss. I talked about how Jeremy proposed to me in his car, and the ring was very very simple. It, the the diamond was just in this little round encased in, in, in this uh round circular metal, which is awesome because. He knows I'm not big on flashy things. Unfortunately, I'm not able to wear my wedding ring and engagement ring very often because, of course, with the weight gain, um, you seem to put weight on in the finger area. And I, I wear it when we go out together, but a lot of the time I'm not wearing it because, yeah, I could probably get it enlarged, but my goal is to lose the weight, so... Yeah. Alright, this episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, Dennis Rinsler, who is a writer, and Mark Warren, who is a writer. We got a couple user reviews. I'm going to turn this fan on because it is getting toasty in here. And I got a slider door open, I got the kitchen door open, or the kitchen window open, so... Yeah, it's... <laughs> How long, guys? How long have I been asking for nice summer weather with all that rain we had? And now I'm complaining about the heat. What is the heat index anyway? Let's let's double check what the, the Mitten State's got. 75 degrees, and it's like 1048 in the morning. Which isn't bad compared to some of you out there in the, the hotter states where it gets like 90 at 8 a.m. There we go. Now I got the fan going. It shouldn't uh it shouldn't uh really do anything to the audio, I don't think. It just bumped up to 79. No, it is 70. Okay. All right, let's take a look at some of these user reviews. The first one, 1 star out of 10. This was review was done February 27th, 2006. Here is the title. In general, we liked the campiness that was/is the appeal. This originally aired when I was 18, 19, the coming summer, with my son, who was turning five three days after my birthday, and one-year-old daughter enjoyed watching this every week. There was just something about the show that was so corny that you either really loved it or could not stand it, but it did appeal to many as had eight seasons. We did not mind the Disney ones. Disney ones? There's only two! <laughs> I mean, if you count the seven-month itch where they don't even get to Disneyland, I mean, that doesn't technically count. But, if you listen to my review of Tanner Island, Stephanie mentions that they at one point did get to go to Disneyland between the seven-month itch and the season three episode one opener of Tanner Island. So somewhere in season two... Or later on in season one, and that we don't see, they make it to Disneyland. So. Alright, now I lost my place. 
as was nice to see even if we could never go. Well, you know what? I'm in the same boat. I never got to go. My closest Disney World for me was Michigan's Adventure or Pleasure Island. Or as an adult, it was Cedar Point, which I'm, I don't ride the rides, guys. I'm not into that anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> All right. The only thing that did bug me, and even remember my son in his own way asking why Michelle was not being very nice. I know in my mind that she was a spoiled brat in several episodes too, but as have seen that in other families that do spoil the baby of the family. Yes, I guys, I'm the baby of the family, and yes, I'd say I was a bit spoiled. More to it, but won't type more. But the fact that she basically was allowed to ruin everyone's time, mainly her sister's, and despite the fixing at the end, was not shown to get disciplined. Well, we don't know, because Danny did say, we are going to talk about this later at the hotel. You want to know what I would have done? I'd be like, you know what, Michelle? You can kiss this princess for a day stuff goodbye, because you're going to sit in the hotel for the rest of the day. The fact that she scared the crap out of them by running off... Guys, I'll... Put a pin in that and then get back to it once I start really discussing the episode. Because I got, I got stuff to say. I got stuff to say. I've seen this episode a bazillion times and I, I got stuff to say. So let's go. Okay, where did I leave off? Alright, I'm... I may have been young, but both my children were punished. Age appropriate from the time they started to talk. Remembering my son saying something like, she should have not been allowed to go on any more rides the rest of the day. Or with, you would have taken us home if I did that. As that is what I did. Yup, as parents, we had to miss out on things when our children are not behaving, but isn't it a parent's job to parent? Loved Joey with the cartoons and even enjoyed the trying to propose and well. Love to see all that is put into these parks. Though, think the world one is too much slash big, but to each their own. The way those playing all the characters, despite a couple things heard, but still. And the way it does flow together. Real nature is well real and a bit better, but works well. Sorry if I got too preachy, which guys, this, I'm reading straight from the review. Without the spoiled brat, 8.5 out of 10, the spoiled brat won. Live life to be alive, and may your day be well, or find one thing that gives you that extra, even just... I don't know what this is. Okay, here's the last review. This one gave it an 8 out of 10. A dream's a wish your heart makes. This is from this year. This is from March 25, 2019. I adore the magic Disney brings. If this took place in the regular location, both parts would have been lame. The family is now in Disney World. Danny wants to propose to Vicky, but keeps getting interrupted. He finally does, and she says yes. Joey and Jesse do the radio in a shark tank. Well, Becky waits for her husband. All gets resolved. DJ misses Steve, but he flies in. The biggest plot involves Princess Michelle running away from her sisters and Kimmy. She's just a spoiled brat, but all turns out well with her, too. This ends with Jesse's band playing the show and the sky lighting up the place where dreams come true. All right, let's get into some trivia. The hotel that the Tanner's... Tanner Family Vacation at was Disney's Grand Floridian. The parade you see in this 
episode is the 20th anniversary surprise celebration parade Party Gras. In the final scene, in front of the castle, the twins were not included in the filming. One of the twins was running down the castle ramp and clotheslined himself on a parade rope and was crying. They opted not to include them in the scene. Oh my goodness! Well, you guys, you know that they have baby wranglers on the show, but you know, they're toddlers. They're gonna get into mischief. They're gonna get into trouble. A kid sees a velvet rope, they're gonna run to it. They're gonna play with it. I've seen it happen a bazillion times. It's just the way they... For all I know, I could have done something like that as a kid. In this episode, the family visits Walt Disney World whilst on the parade, the cast were waving to real-life Full House fans in the crowd. Also, the show aired on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Okay, that's not really that great trivia there with that last little tidbit. We got some goofs. We got some goofs. While in Fantasyland, Stephanie pointed towards Tomorrowland and said that was the way to get to Splash Mountain. She was actually pointing towards Splash Mountain. When Steve falls while running toward DJ, she pulls him up and then hugs him about the waist. But in the next shot, she's hugging his neck and he's hugging her about the waist. Okay. Errors in geography. Um, what's this one? Plot holes. While in front of the Tiki Room, Michelle runs into Snow White. This is in Adventureland. Snow White is not allowed to leave Fantasyland. They have underground passageways just for this as... Or so as to keep the illusion. If you've been there, I mean, you'd know more than I, wouldn't you? Alright, we got Forever. They sing this song? I've seen this episode a bazillion times. I, I, I guess they do. Wait, they sing the Hippie Hippie Shake song, and they sing the A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes song. Yeah, maybe they sing Forever in here. Alright, before I officially jump into this episode, for realsies this time, I always like to let the listeners know, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for jumping on this wonderful adventure with me as I go through different character episodes, themed episodes. This is just fun for me. I really, really love this. But I want to let you new listeners know where you can go to follow the podcast. It does have a Facebook page at the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. On Instagram, OMHC Full House Fuller House pod. On Twitter, OMHC Full House. So I, I usually, I definitely put ahead of what is coming in the following week. So, I'm finishing up The House Meets the Mouse. I also did Birthday Blues this week. I did the Fuller House episode, Declarations of Independence. Next week, I will be doing Season 6, Episode 1. We're going all the way back to the beginning of Season 6 with Come Fly With Me. It's about the end of the summer. DJ is in Spain. She's coming back. She's got her boyfriend in tow, Steve. So... A lot of fun there, and then after that is going to be the Season 7, Episode 1. It was a dark and stormy night where the girls go to camp and they come back. So, yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to. A lot of stuff. But, yeah, I also have an email. podcast at gmail.com if you guys want to 
you know, talk about your Full House memories. If you guys want to comment on the episodes, give your opinions. I will gladly read them on the podcast if you guys want to, you know, contribute in a way. Definitely. I would love the input. I always love to hear other people's opinions on episodes, on characters, all of that stuff. Without further ado, let's jump right in and find out what Michelle is up to now that she's run off. She's going to go hang out with, um, I don't So, Michelle's dancing her tushy off with these guys that are playing different instruments, you know, uh, bongos, drums, all that good stuff. And we actually see that there's a crowd of kids just sitting there watching her dance. And Michelle looks at the guy who's uh, playing this one instrument. She's like, do you think I'm bossy? And he's like, no, not you, princess. It's like, Michelle, come on. This man does not even know you. And I'm sure that if he's like, yes, yes you are, he would be fired. We cut to a woman dressed as Snow White. And she's clapping for Michelle. And more than likely... Since her family's been notified as the fact that... Have they been notified at this point? Snow White's definitely been notified. Uh, The whole park knows that um, the princess for the day, Michelle Tanner, is missing. And Snow White's probably just making the rounds, looking around, seeing if she can find her. And she does find her. But the look at her face is like, there's that little goober girl. There's that missing child. She looks kind of perturbed, like, ugh, you're giving a bad rap for, for princesses. None of us are selfish, but your attitude is just, is giving us princesses a bad rap, Michelle. Come on. So I'm going to play this clip as she goes up to Michelle. Well, there you are, princess. Snow White. We heard you ran away from your sisters. They had a bad attitude. Well, I'm glad I found you. I still have two wishes left, right? That's right. Then I wish I could have a tea party with Mickey and Minnie and all their friends. You're the princess. You're the only one who understands me. (laughs) Very well. Come along, princess. Thanks, guys. So, Snow White goes over to Michelle, and Michelle's like, Snow White! And Snow White... kneels down to Michelle's level, eye level there, and she's like, I heard that, we heard that you ran away from your sisters. The words out of Michelle's mouth, they had a bad attitude. I'm like, uh, you know what? I think someone has a bad attitude, and it ain't them, sweetie. And she's like, well, good thing that I found you, Michelle. Or She calls her princess. And Michelle, of course, is like, you know, I still have two wishes left. My next wish is going to be to have a tea party with Mickey and Minnie and all their friends. And I'm guessing, I'm surprised that she didn't say, well, I have to take you back to your family. I think more than likely is that you keep her in one spot. And of course, the family will be in touch to come and get her so that she's being in, she's in one spot. She's not going to take off again. How long did it take to locate her, do you think? I didn't think it would take that long. I mean, they were combing that Disney World for her. And the colors that she's wearing are like pink, like fuchsia pink 
and white stripes. So she would definitely stand out. And plus, like I said, her picture is all over that park. Oh, I like how um, she's like, alright, well, that's if that's your wish. And Michelle's like, you're the only one that understands me. Like, oh my goodness. I roll... <laughs> I'm sure she <laughs> this fake polite smile that Snow White puts on her face before she uh, takes Michelle's hand and walks off with her. She's like, <laughs> don't compare yourself to me. Now we move to the Living Seas where Jesse and Joey are finishing up their radio show. That just seems like a liability issue that they put them down there in that giant sea aquarium in a bubble... Where there's a shark there. I mean, I know they're not underwater too, too far. But that just seems like a major liability. So, Jesse's like, alright, we had a good show. They sign off. She's like, I want to take Becky out on this romantic cruise. Out on the lagoon since it's our anniversary. He's like, let's get out of here. Joey's like, Jess, look, there's a shark. I was like, oh, man. Why would they put them in there with a shark? And they have to actually... Get out of that bubble and swim to the surface? I don't know if that would be... I, I'm just thinking of all the uh, the problems that could arise. I wouldn't do it. I love how Jesse calls the shark a flounder with an overbite. Which Joey's fear is a legitimate fear. There are people... I would be afraid of sharks. I honestly would. I would not get into the water with one. I definitely wouldn't. And apparently Joey says he's also afraid of eggs, which makes zero sense. Jesse's like, look, Becky's waiting for me. We gotta get out of here. I think he even confers with uh, the people in charge. Like, what am I gonna do? He's freaked out by the shark. And he's like, that's it. I don't care. We got to swim to the surface. It's not very far. And they do. Like, and Joey is grabbing onto Jesse's leg. Like, ah, the shark's going to eat me. And it's like, it's kind of hard to swim when you got a 170 pound guy attached to your leg. But they make it. All's well. So now we cut to Becky on the dock with a picnic basket. We got Chippendale just hanging out. She's waiting for Jesse. She's getting irritated. She finally gives up and just says, hey, you two want this picnic basket? Like, oh, yeah. Well, they don't talk. But she's like, hey, uh, you share that because they're starting to, like, slap, like, slap hands. Like, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> so I'm guessing Danny and maybe even Vicky are back watching the twins. Because if Joey and Jesse are doing the radio thing, Becky's there waiting at the dock. Somebody is there watching the kids. But then again, Danny and... Vicky, everyone's looking for Michelle, so they probably brought the kids with them. And she says that he's 45 minutes late. Well, that's not terrible. She's like, but he'll be here. And they just hold their heads like, oh, lady, you have no clue. He's not coming. We'll eat your food for you. She's like, it's our anniversary. He won't disappoint me. And I love how Dale's like, oh, pfft. <laughs> yeah, right. He's already disappointed you, Becky. What's one more? Finally, she, I mean, she keeps, like, looking over the distance, expecting him to show up. Finally, she's like, mm, you guys like chicken salad? 
I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And they clap their paws together like, oh, chicken salad. This is adorable. And she tells him to share. And Dale smacks Chip on the head. And <laughs> Becky's like, no fighting now. Uh, I can say you know you're in podcast mode when you try cooking your lunch and you forget to turn the oven on when you only have the temperature on. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm making grilled cheese sticks. I think they're by Farm Rich. I think that might be the brand. And um, I've had them before. They're good. But I think what I'm going to do this time is just put them in because you put them in for 10. And I'm thinking I'll put them in for 5, flip them, and then cook the other side so that way they're nice and evenly colored on either side. We cut back to Jesse and Joey in their radio bubble and we got a giant sea turtle. But while they're in the bubble, Joey's like, hey, I'm starving. You think we can get a pizza down here? And Jesse's like, yeah, but the box would get soggy and he's getting frustrated. Like, look, Becky's waiting for me. We gotta do this. And they're, like, ADRing the lines as we see Jesse and uh, Joey rise to the surface. Joey's like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it as he clings to Jesse's leg. And Jesse's like, look, we made it. He's like, oh, yeah, we did. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now we cut to Michelle with Snow White. Heading off to the tea party. So, yes, Snow White takes Michelle to have a tea party, and let's see who we got at the table. We got Alice in Wonderland, who is an actual lady, just like Snow White, so they can talk. We have the White Rabbit, Minnie, Donald. I think there's somebody behind Donald. It might be Goofy, I'm not sure. We got Dopey and Pinocchio. So Snow White asks Michelle, like, is everything ready to go? You ready to start your party? And Michelle just kind of looks at them and then looks back at Snow White. Clearly, you know, she's unhappy. I mean, what good is a tea party if there aren't other people that you can talk to and share this moment with? And she looks at Snow White and says, I've changed my mind. Can I have my wish back? I'd be like, "Mm, that's not how that works. You made a wish. That's how it works. You make the wish. It happened. You cannot... Resend, resend your wish. Like, sorry, I changed my mind. I want something different. Nope, sorry, that's not how it works. So Snow White's like, isn't this what you wanted? And Michelle's like, yeah, I mean, it's awesome and all, but it'd be more awesomer if my family were here. So, yeah, she's feeling like, I want my family. Because other than Snow White and Alice in Wonderland, who are you going to talk to, Michelle? You can't talk to Dopey. I mean, you can talk at them, but they won't respond. They'll do hand gestures, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about as much as you'll get from them. So she sits there and just sad. I'm sure Snow White's like, you know, I actually called your family. They are on their way, so turn that frown upside down. Okay, so there's nobody after Donald. I thought there was somebody. There are seats available and no one's sitting in them, so that's probably for other people that are going to be showing up. Oh, look who Mickey brought with him. Oh, it's Danny and the girls and Vicky. They're all there. And Michelle turns like, Daddy! Like, yes. You've got some explaining to do, sweetie. <laughs> you know, she, he even says, he says, honey, you know better than to go off by yourself. And then Michelle's like, yeah, but they made me so mad. I'm the princess and no one would do what I say. I'm supposed to be the boss. And Danny's like, 
Bruce Springsteen is the boss. And he does say, we are going to talk about this later. And I like how Vicky adds, like Michelle, the reason people love her princess is because she's kind and sweet and caring with, uh, to other people. Isn't that the kind of person you want to be? You know you're not supposed to wander off by yourself. But, Daddy, I was so mad. Well, that's no excuse. We're going to have a long talk about this later. But, Daddy, I'm the princess, and nobody would do what I told them. Sounds like you were trying to be the boss. The princess is the boss. Bruce Springsteen is the boss. Michelle, a good princess is fair and kind. That's what makes people love her. I'm sorry. You guys want to come to my party? No, we'd love to. Thank yeah. you. Come on. Hey, oh, oh, it is. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Do you believe this? I spent a whole day looking for Michelle. And then she gets a party. I ask you, Pinocchio, where's the justice? Ooh, we're drinking tea. Oh, it is. So Michelle's, like, trying to reason, like, Daddy, I was so mad they wouldn't do what I told them. And he's looking at her like, uh, you know, we are going to have a long discussion about this later. And, yeah. Like, Michelle, you need to change your tune. And change the tune. Lose the tune. So she does look at DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie. She's like, I'm sorry. It's like, well, you know, they were really worried. So they all sit down to tea, and these teacups are, like, mondo humongous. Like, the size of two regular coffee cups. And, of course, what does Stephanie do? She vents to Pinocchio. It's like, we spent all day looking for Michelle. We didn't get to ride any rides because we were looking for her. And now she gets a party on top of it. Seriously, Pinocchio, where is the justice? I ask you this. All right, now we cut to Jesse. He's on the dock looking for Becky. The only thing he finds is a empty picnic basket and two full men in chipmunk costumes rubbing their tum-tums. Like, whatever you had, the chicken salad, it was delicious, by the way. I'm sorry you missed it. So Becky, of course, is going to be back in the hotel with the kids, and he's walking into the lobby, sees her up on the stairs... Uh, or, yeah, and she will not even look at him. Like, Becky, Becky! And she's like, mm -mm, no, not right now. I can't even look at you. So she goes to go to the elevator to go back up to the room. And all of a sudden, this music starts to play. There happens to be a piano right in the lobby where Jesse can play a beautiful song. And if you remember from this season, um, Silence is Golden... I believe it's season six. That's season six, episode 17, Silence is Golden. Jesse is wearing the same black shirt, button-up shirt, the short sleeves, but the sleeves and just inside the collar running down is a stripe or a band of, like, um... It's kind of a reddish pink. I don't know, really what color that possibly could be combined together, but it's just, I remember because the episode was so important and I love the color red, uh, I guess I kind of fixated like, okay, so yeah, over time we do see repeat outfits that the characters wear. 
They're like, I remember they wore this in this episode in this season. So she goes over to uh, the balcony and she sees him. She looks him in the eye, shakes her head like, no, just no. I, I don't want to even talk to you. Don't want to look at you. Goodbye. You messed up big time. Which, what can he really do? Honestly, that's his job. He's getting paid to be down there. He will make time for you, Becky, just because it's not on your anniversary. I eventually had to get over that myself. Just because it's our anniversary doesn't mean that Jeremy can just take off work whenever. I mean, maybe back in the beginning when it was different, sure, that's one thing, but... Things come up, and even now it's like, well, we can always celebrate, like, the the weekend after the anniversary. Like, oh, if it falls on, like, a Tuesday, we can celebrate it on a Saturday, or we can celebrate it, you know, the weekend before, or however. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of a stickler a little bit for that, but I've gotten over that. I've grown up, I'm matured, that not everything has to happen on that day. So the moment her hand touches that door handle, she hears the music. Oh, and they had a key. They didn't have a, um, nowadays, I mean, this was 93, but nowadays they probably just have the key card thing. I like the two ladies that are sitting behind John Stamos and they're just listening to his beautiful, silky, velvety voice. And Becky starts inching forward to the balcony there just to listen it's a pretty song i've never heard it before i don't it's not forever i know that for dang sure it's not forever she's got a little bit of a smirk like she's warming up to it like okay okay i don't 100 percent forgive you but i'm slowly but surely getting there oh i love it when he looks at her with a raised eyebrow like come on come on Honey, I sang you a beautiful song. Come on. I will make it up to you right now. Just please come with me. And it will take you on the most romantic boat ride you have ever seen in your life. And he just sang this song to her. She's melting right now. She's melting. <laughs> so we do get a little bit of a montage of their beautiful romantic boat outing. Oh, I see. They're on the water, and they got a little canopy on their little boat, and I see what looks like white sandy beach over there. Alright, now we are getting the parade with a ginormous genie. Which is probably the same genie that came out of that lamp. It's the same ginormous figure that they used. So we got... Everybody hanging out, except I don't see Jesse and Becky there, but I do see Danny, Vicky, and all the girls just hanging out. We got some kids that are actually sitting on the ground, you know, at crisscross applesauce, just hanging out. So this is not the parade that the Tanners will be in. This is just them watching a parade to the Prince Ali song. Oh, Danny got spit in the face by one of those golden camels. Like, ow. Because Vicky, like, turns her head away just in time. But Danny gets a, a camel mouthful of spit. And he's, he's smiling. <laughs> both DJ and Vicky duck. And then they both look at Danny. And they just start to giggle. All right, now they're going into the Indiana Jones 
attraction next. Where they're in a theater. They're basically going to watch a show. Hey, Lund. Lundy's out and about. Yeah, he had a little thing. I didn't even notice. I've been cleaning up all day for like over four hours today. And I had given him fresh water. And I'd had this water bottle for him like since I got him. And I should have known it was time to replace it because the rubber part in it was starting to, um, you know, deteriorate over time. And it wasn't until Jeremy's like, what the heck? And I come in there in the living room. And it's like, London, the the water bottle was like half full at that point. So that amount of water. And poor Lundy was sitting in that sopping wet mess. So we got him out of there. Jeremy got him in a towel, kind of dried him off as much as he could. Well, I got to work cleaning the cage, wiping it down, using some spray to kind of, uh, not just deodorize, but like, um, I can't think of the word right now, but I, I got it all cleaned up. I went out, got him a new water bottle, a no-drip water bottle, so we are good. We are golden. Everything's good. And I told London, like, you know, the same thing happened to your predecessor, Alfie. Although, when that happened, it was like a flood in Alfie's cage. Because the whole water bottle was emptied. And he was just hanging out, I think, in his toity. <laughs> so while they're sitting there, the show hasn't started yet. People, audience members are still filing into the auditorium. And Vicky's beeper goes off, so, you know, she's got to make a phone call. So when she leaves, all the girls are on Danny like, so? 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 And Danny looks at him clueless like, so? So what? What? Like, well, did you? And he's like, did I what? Like, did you propose to thing? Because Kemi's like, no, I mean, did you... Ride Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Like, did you propose to Vicky? And he's like, well, I've been trying, but unfortunately, every time I try, I get interrupted. Thank you, Michelle. And Jesse and Joey. And the the German promenade area with the, the bird and the, the flute players and all that good stuff. Like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, no, DJ says, have you asked Vicky to marry you yet? And Danny's like, to marry me? And that's when Kimmy's like, no, to ride Dumbo the Flying Elephant. And you can really feel bad for him because he's like, I keep getting interrupted. But he's like, don't worry because I got a surefire plan where we're not going to get interrupted. So the show begins, the room darkens, and we see the guy playing Indiana Jones come down on a rope. And we cut to the audience where DJ's like, Indiana Jones is so brave and handsome. He reminds me of Steve. And of course, Kimmy's like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie remind you of Steve. So even being in an air-conditioned area, uh, and uh, unfortunately, she still got Steve's brain. So she s watches this guy who we're seeing played by Scott Wanger, who, Wang Wanger? Who plays Steve. And you see all these spikes come out of the floor... And other things happen. He takes that, um, like, some artifact and he puts, like, a little bag of something in its place. And he's like, alright, good. I'm good. And then, of course, you're gonna get that giant rock ball, ball that comes down. And a bowl of, um, boulder, I think. Boulder. <laughs> God, I don't know. So, the thing that he puts that cloth bag on, like, 
moves into the floor, into the ground, the floor, and then this thing opens up, and there's this giant ball, rock ball, <laughs> that comes down. We see a bunch of like fog and stuff come up, and then we see the the rock ball come down, and it's gonna like, like completely flatten Steve, Indiana Jones, and he goes down, and DJ's like, Steve, no. And everyone is, look, Danny's like, what? Because this is probably his first time experiencing her hallucinations of Steve Vision. And, uh, like, everybody turns to look. Because she jumps up and like, oh my gosh, no, Steve! And <laughs> and she, she like, quickly is like, uh, I mean, no one thinks you're here. And she sits down like, oh my gosh. And she's like, Steve, no! And everyone, like, looks at her like, what? Kenny's like, my daughter, everybody. You can't have her. <laughs> because just before the rock goes over him, Steve Indiana Jones says, I love you, DJ, before it goes over his body and DJ freaks out. Of course, the guy stands up, takes his hat off, like, ta-da, I'm still alive. Uh, and everyone applauds like great show except for the loony up front alright looks like we're gonna head into a montage here of everyone going on rides cause they come out of the Indiana jo Jones attraction and like hey let's we still got some rides to check out all that time that we spent looking for you we still got uh, some daylight left if you wanna go uh, let's go do that make use of uh, the rides Make use of that princess of the day because you know that's going to be coming to an end shortly. <laughs> like, what do you say? And she's like, let's do it. And I'm like, no carousel. Don't even look. Don't even think about the carousel. We are going to Splash Mountain. So Stephanie uses this time to ask Danny, like, hey, can you take me back to the hotel? Uh, Joey's there with the twins. I want to just... Take a look. Today's been exhausting for her. They spent a long time looking for Michelle. She says she's kind of tired. Like, yeah, I mean, it is Florida. The heat's probably getting to her. Nobody has water! And Danny's like, well, you had a big day. And, of course, Stephanie's like, well, not as big as Michelle's. And Danny's like, what was that? And she's like, oh, everything's going swell. Of course, you cut to Michelle's sad face. Like, yeah, this is all my fault. I need to find a way to make this up to her. But of course they're going to go on rides first. That guilt's got to take a bit to set in a little bit more. We got the Dumbo ride. We got DJ and Michelle in one. Kimmy in the other. She's got her Converse looking shoes off and she's airing them out. Danny and Biggie are right behind her holding their nose and like fanning the air in front of their face. It's like, oh! It'd be funny if you lost her, like her shoes like dropped. <laughs> I'd laugh. You're going shoeless for the rest of the day, Kimmy. Sorry. Or, like, she had to, like, buy some flip-flops from a gift store, and then everyone had to deal with her feet because they were exposed. All right, now we got go-karts. We got DJ and Kimmy in one, and Danny and Michelle in the other. Michelle, of course, is driving. I love how Danny thinks, like, oh, this will be relaxing. Let me put my hands behind my head and just, like, ah, taking the load off. Michelle's, like, jerking the wheel here and there, and Danny finally has to take the wheel, like, sweetie, this is not fun anymore. Alright, I'm guessing this is Splash Mountain as they all come out of this rock cave hole. So, yeah, Vicky, Danny, Michelle, and Kimmy and DJ are having a blast. Steph, you didn't even get to go on Splash Mountain! 
You've been whining about Splash Mountain all day and you didn't even get to go on it. Makes me think it's a log ride. Now we cut to the hotel as DJ and Kimmy are going down, coming down the stairs. They get a little surprise. Yeah, uh, DJ and Kimmy are talking about how fun Splash Mountain was. <laughs> DJ, by the way, is wearing overalls and she's got this low-cut, shoulderless looking top, which she's got exposed shoulders, which... I hope everyone there is wearing sunscreen. I mean, Kimmy should be fine. She's wearing a shirt that completely covers her shoulders, so she's good. But I am going to play this clip because she gets a little surprise. Now Kimmy's going to become the third wheel again. No! Kimmy! I must be really losing it. Now that guy checking in looks like Steve. If you're going crazy, I'm going crazy with you. He really does look like Steve. DJ! Oh my gosh, he knows my name. <laughs> it is Steve. Steve, I missed you so much. I kept seeing you everywhere. I kept seeing you too. At the supermarket, I saw your face in the cauliflower. And then at the sizzler, I saw you in my cheese toast. And that's when I knew that I just had to see you. I mean, here, in person, not in my side dish. Steve, I love you. I love you too. So, at this point, even Kimmy is like, yeah, I agree with you, DJ, because DJ's like, okay, now I'm going completely nuts. She finally admits she's losing it at this point. Like, now that guy checking in looks like Steve, and Kimmy's like, well, if you think it's Steve, I think it's Steve. I mean, I must be losing it with you because that guy definitely looks like Steve. There's no denying it. I called you crazy crazy before, Deej, but I am definitely all in to believing this is Steve. And... The guy turns like, hey, DJ! And she's like, oh my gosh, he knows my name! Like, it is Steve! She runs to him, and he's got this big bag over his shoulder, and he's running to her, trips over an ottoman or something, and just tumbles to the ground. And she kind of looks at him like, oh my gosh, that's right, my klutzy boyfriend. No one can have him but me. So they hug and they kiss. She says, I haven't seen you everywhere, Steve. And he's like, yeah, I've been seeing you in a cauliflower, in my cheese toast, and I figured I have to come see you instead of just seeing you in my side dish. Like I'm, And they kiss, and it's cute. Now we're cutting to what looks like the beach of the hotel that they're staying at. Stephanie's just kind of hanging out by herself, you know, throwing herself a little pity party, poor me, Stephanie. You know, she has the thing of kind of doing this, like, when, you know, the seventh month, seventh month itch in season one, she didn't get to go to Disneyland, so she's just like, I wanted to go. But then again, I would have been like that. Sometimes I think I still get like that, and I'm almost 37 years old. I know, I know. I actually stubbed my toe today because I walk around the house barefoot. And I think I stubbed it on, like, a baseboard or even, like, the fridge coming around the corner. And it hurt. It still hurts. And I just... Ever so... <laughs> and I, I full-blown started crying. And I'm just thinking, this is crazy. Why am I crying like this? But sometimes, like, you need to let the tears flow. Even though you get a headache afterwards. you got to take some aspirin or something. But I'm going to play this clip... 
Stephanie's feeling sorry for herself, and Joey kind of has to talk her off of that ledge because he's like, hey, look, you and I gotta talk. Because she's like, that should have been me with that princess uh, crown on my head and going on all the rides and everything like that. And Joey's like, do you kind of hear yourself right now? Your sister was lost earlier, and all you can think about right now is you and what you missed out on. So yeah, he's kind of bringing her back down to earth. Like, come on, you gotta... I know it sucks, Michelle gets her way all the time, and a lot of us are to blame for giving her own way and her being spoiled, but sometimes it sucks, but you gotta be able to suck it up and move on, otherwise you're gonna let yourself down on having a good time. Steph. Hey, Steph, the parade's gonna start. Don't you wanna watch Michelle get to ride on a float? Why'd she have to cut in front of me in line? I should have been the princess. I'm sick of her always getting her own way. Hey, Steph, hold on for just a second. We gotta talk about this, okay? Hey, Steph, I know you feel a little cheated about what happened today. But you also cheated yourself out of a heck of a lot of fun. I did, didn't I? I missed all my favorite rides. Well, when Michelle was missing today, how'd that make you feel? I was scared. I was so worried something happened to him. You know why you felt like that? I don't know. I guess I love her. You guess you love her? Look, I know you're angry at Michelle today, Steph. But you can't let those bad feelings take away from all the good feelings you have. Okay, I'll try. Not a girl. Thanks, Joey. Okay, um, I am under the impression <laughs> that we are still on that same day. This has been the longest day ever. And you want to know what made me think it's still that same day? Because <laughs> Joey's still wearing that blazer and those shorts. And like, you still haven't changed out of those. I mean, at least take the blazer off. You got a short sleeve shirt. Why do we need the blazer still? So, Joey was clearly sent to find Stephanie and she's just sitting by herself, like I said. He's like, hey, uh, the parade's gonna start because at this point, just Michelle is going to be in the parade. So he's like, you're gonna miss out on the parade. Don't you want to go see it? Your, your sister in the parade? And right away, Stephanie's like, why did she have to cut in front of me a line? I was supposed to be the princess. And Joey's like, whoa, whoa, back it up, sister. You and I, we need to have a convo here as he sits down next to her. And he does bring up a good point is the fact that Stephanie, while Danny, Vicky, Kimmy, DJ, and Michelle were all you know, like going on some rides, because Stephanie's like, can I go back to the hotel with Joey? I want to hang and just lay low for a bit. He's like, you missed out on a lot of rides. And at first, it I was thinking, well, wait, no, they were spending all that time with Michelle. And I'm thinking, no, wait, after they find her, they all go on the rides, and she sits it out. I almost get the feeling... Like, in a way, by Stephanie doing this, it's almost like she's trying to draw attention back on herself and make other people, especially Michelle, feel guilty for her actions. In a way, it almost feels like she's being a smidge ma manipulative. I mean, 
I get it. She is the middle child. She is really kind of looked over a lot of the time by Danny. He's either focused on Michelle or he's focused on DJ. We really, what's sad is we don't get a lot of episodes that focus, that primary focus between Stephanie and Danny. The ones that are coming to mind are the Gotta Dance episode where she wants to do the, um, the dance thing in season five. The dance class or the dance summer camp or whatever and he's all putting his ambitions and his hopes and dreams into all of all of that for her uh the other one is uh focus is the i'm not dj episode where she wants to get her ears pierced and uh danny is telling her no you have to wait until you're in junior highlight DJ. So he's setting rules for the middle child based on what Jesus Pete. What I say guys, it's summer. Motorcycles are out. Now I just lost my train of thought. Thank you. So like I said, yeah, he's setting rules and boundaries for the oldest child, then moves on to the middle child, and so on and so forth. So um, some, I mean, there are some others where making out is hard to do, that I think is season eight, where somebody goes to a makeout party. Um, there is a one where she gets stood up that's towards the very end of the final season. So it's not like, but then again, what I'm also thinking about is thinking about how many scenes we really have gotten with Joey and Stephanie. There is um when she has to have a cavity filled. I think it's called It's Not My Job. Um, She's got to have a cavity filled and Joey is there to kind of, you know, boost up her confidence and everything because she's really frightened. Which, yes, a little kid is going to be scared of getting a cavity. It sucks even as an adult. I'm not a fan of it, but I kind of dealt with it. I'm like, hey, as long as you numb me up, I know I can feel that you know, drill and all that stuff. And I know it's gonna, it's just, it's just pain in the butt. I've been ha I've been doing good lately with the last couple checkups that I have not had cavities. And I've been having, having a bit of candy. But let's get back to this episode and not about my um, dental hygienic issues or lack thereof right now. So the moment she says, I'm sick of her getting her own way, that's when Joey's like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, we need to talk about that. We need to sit down and talk. Because we need to work through what you're really angry about. He does start out with, you know, I f no, I understand that you feel cheated by what happened today. Like, you didn't get to go, you got to, had to go on the carousel like ten times. Michelle got lost. You had to spend hours looking for her. But the fact that she wanted to go back to the hotel, it's almost like it was a dig at Michelle. Like, thanks, Michelle, for ruining my day. I'm going to hang back. And in a way, it's almost like Stephanie, she's not so much just punishing Michelle. She's punishing herself, in a way, by not enjoying the family time. You know, she could have sucked it up. And cause, yes, this sucks. Yes, you can be angry about it. But at some point, you could have been out there having fun with your family and making wonderful, beautiful memories. But instead, you decided to go help Joey babysit the twins. But luckily this comes around and, and, you know, things between her and Michelle 
are, are gonna, you know, they're gonna smooth over. They'll be solid by the end of this episode. And you know what's funny? The dynamic of Stephanie and Michelle. Look at the dynamic very short between DJ and Stephanie. It's like Stephanie is now in the DJ role and Michelle is now taking the Stephanie role of the little sister. It's almost like in a way it's like Stephanie, you're getting your taste of your own medicine. I mean, it was fine when Michelle was little and couldn't talk and everything and have a, you know, an opinion. But I like how he brings up, well, when Michelle was missing today, how did that make you feel? And she said, you know, I was scared. I was worried something might have happened to her. Yeah, she could have been kidnapped. You could have never seen her again. There are wackos and weirdos out there even in 1993. But I almost feel like that fear is projecting into how angry she was getting. And she was kind of putting that out in just I want to be my myself vibes. Honestly... I've been in Stephanie's position in a way of, it's almost like, you're not getting your own way, you're not getting to do what you want to do, so in a way, by saying, I'm not going to talk to you, I'm going to go off by myself, it's almost like you're trying to make the other person feel guilty, like you're trying to punish them, and I admit, I've done that, I've done that growing up, I hope that I've matured enough not to act like that anymore, because... That's just going to look make me look like an immature child instead of a mature adult. And he's like, well, do you know why you felt like that? She's like, I don't know. I guess I love her. I'm like, you guess you love her? <laughs> but then again, I mean, she's 11 at this point. So, I mean, she, you know she loves her sister. But sometimes it's hard for siblings to really see that and be able to really, like, oh, I guess I love her. I guess I'd be lonely if I didn't have, you know, I mean, I'd have my own room and everything if she wasn't there. But at the end of the day, she's still a roommate and she's still a sister and everything. So her absence would be felt by that whole I mean, think about it. When she lost her, Michelle lost her memory in the final episode. Everyone was so distraught. Michelle was there, but a part of her really wasn't there. So it's almost like she wasn't there at all. And he says, I know you're angry at Michelle today, but you can't let those bad feelings take over all your good feelings. Like, you could have had a great day today. But, like I said, I'm not getting into it anymore because I've covered it twice now. And you guys are like, let's move on, right? We got Snow White and Michelle... Is she like a certified babysitter now to Michelle? Or is she like uh, Michelle's wingman or her au pair? I mean, come on. Where's the rest of the family? We know Jesse and Becky are doing their own thing. But where's uh, Danny and Vicky probably went off to do their own thing. And, you know, of course, we got Steve, DJ, and Kimmy that are teenagers. They don't want a little kid hanging around like, hey... Well, we'll slip you some money, Snow White. Some extra money in your paycheck for you. If you will watch this little girl who's the princess of the day. Maybe that's how it works. Like, prince or princess of the day. Like, you get a Disney chaperone with you while you walk around. To kind of, like, keep an eyeball on you. Make sure that you're not um, disgracing the title of prince or princess. 
Like, maybe Prince Charming, if it were a prince that had won, that maybe it would be, like, Prince Charming or um, somebody like that of that title. Maybe Prince Eric. That would, like, kind of watch them. Because it's just odd. It's like, well, your services are no really no longer needed, Snow White. I'm sure you're, uh, you want to get on break or, you know, end your day or whatever it is you do. I don't know what their work schedules are. So, Michelle's like, Stephanie, I bet you can't guess what my third wish is. And, of course, Stephanie's got to, Stephanie's got to hold back some, uh, some words. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Michelle, but I bet it'll make you very happy. And Michelle's like, no, it's going to make you very happy. And she turns to Snow White, Michelle asks, my third wish is to make my sister princess for a day. Well, being the fact that we only have maybe maybe four hours left of the day, I'm going to relinquish my crown to you. So, that way Stephanie can ride in the parade. Very unselfish of Michelle. Very, very rare. Very rare. So, Snow White, seeing this you know, um, passing of the crown, if you will. Like, you know, Michelle, since you were such an unselfish princess, I'm gonna let you and your whole family ride in the parade. Like, okay, so I guess it's a win-win for all? What? Okay. So we got the Tanners in the parade, we got Jessie and the f Becky on the f- Hey, there's Who Framed Roger Rabbit! Oh my goodness, my husband. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like, well, that's not Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's actually just Roger Rabbit. I'm like, yeah, I know. I gotta watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I have not watched that movie in like over a decade. What's wrong with me, right? I don't know. Jesse's trying to interact with one twin who's wearing sunglasses that are like, now they are just below his nose and above his mouth. Poor Nikki. You know he's holding on to Nikki and... Becky is holding on to Alex, who she's trying to get something out of. Like, come on, buddy. Come on. I know you can. Look at that over there. Look at that over there. Look. Oh, isn't that cool? Oh, you're tired? Oh, I'm sorry. I just woke you up from a nap. Pumpkin, come on. Be a little more active here. Oh, he yawned. He yawned. <laughs> He's, like, tired. Uh, looks like someone's ready for another nap. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, we got... Minnie Mouse with a, like a Chiquita banana, you know, with all the fruits, the bananas, and the, the oranges and strawberries and grapes. Yeah, see Donald Duck back there. These are just floats. We got DJ, Steve, and Kimmy. Kimmy is definitely dressed like Chiquita banana with a bowl of fruit on her head. And I, I love their, uh, I love their outfits. DJ's wearing all yellow. Steve's wearing a puffy white shirt with um, some orange and yellow poofs on the sleeves. The three caballeros with Danny and Vicky. And I love how their outfits pertain to whatever ride they're on. So Danny's got a orange, yellow, red, tropical design on his shirt. And Vicky is wearing uh, orange with multicolored um, skirt layers. More fireworks on July 5th. Oh, it's already starting to get dark out. Well, it is 9.46 at night, so that would make sense. Alright, we got Joey on a float by himself. He's hanging out with Goofy. 
they're cranking something. The ride? I mean, the float? All right, now we got Stephanie dressed as Cinderella. We have Michelle dressed as Snow White. She's got Dopey, a little um, iron-on Dopey on her yellow skirt. So Stephanie thanks Michelle. Michelle's like, no problem. And so they they hold hands. They're they're bestie sisters again. All right, now we're cutting to the concert with Jesse and the Rippers singing the hippie hippie shake. Oh wow, Mickey and Minnie are there too. All right, we got KFLH Radio ninety five point six. Joey, the co host of Rush Hour Renegades, and he's got a new co host here. She got Snow White. Snow White is getting all of her airtime as much as possible. Maybe Joey's found a new co-host. I don't know. Oh, this is sweet. He's going to sing the A Dream is a Dream You... <laughs> I'm going to get that song correct otherwise. You're like, it's this. It's not that. It's called this. Let's see. Soundtrack, soundtrack, soundtrack. Forever, which he did not sing. A dream is a wish your heart makes. There we go. He says, this song is for dreamers everywhere. And he says, happy anniversary, honey. It's like, oh. Cuts to Becky wearing a flannel shirt. And he probably gets a smidge chilly maybe at night. Maybe not too much, but. All right, I'm going to play this clip. Danny is like, hey, Vicky, you know what I've been trying to ask you all day? I've been trying to ask you something. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh, look at that. Says, will you, Vicky, will you marry me? And she's at first a little like, oh my gosh, somebody is named, uh, asking someone named Vicky to marry them. <laughs> it's like, come on, Vicky, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. Uh, Vicky. Vicky, you know that, uh, that thing I've been trying to ask you about all day? Yes. Isn't that wonderful? Someone is trying to ask someone named Vicky. Oh my. My name is Vicky. And, and my name is someone. No, I, my name is Danny. No, uh, Vicky, look. I love you. Will you marry me? Oh, Danny. Yes. Yes, yes, you just said. You said. Girls, you just said yes. You said yes. So as soon as she like someone named someone's asking someone named Vicky and she stops, she looks at Danny like, oh my gosh, are you? He's like, yes. Will you marry me? And he's like, no. I'm someone. I mean, I'm Danny. And she is like, oh my gosh, hand to her heart. Like, oh my gosh, like this is really happening. And I think she's so overcome with emotion. She's like, oh yes, yes, I will. I will marry you. And I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, usually, I mean, if Danny's never been serious with anyone else other than Pam. I mean, any of the girls that, you know, Cindy, when he was dating Cindy for a few episodes, you know, there was never any talk of marriage because they hadn't been together that long. Vicky came along in season five. So this is like almost a season of, and a half of them being together at this point. So, of course, 
this is really big. I remember watching this and just being like, oh my gosh, they finally got together because we had been watching them together and they've been, you know, adjusting to her, you know, a long distance relationship and everything like that. But what really makes me think is like, yes, of course, you're going to say yes, someone proposes to you, right? Especially, you know, Danny and Vicky. But in the back of her mind, it's like, She's not thinking about long term. Like, you're currently in Chicago. You'd have to move to San Francisco. What means, you know, settling down for a job. And then not only that, but you're caring for a family. Three stepdaughters. Not to mention, this really wouldn't work because then what would... Would Jesse and Becky still be living in the attic? Would Joey even really have a reason to be there? But then again... Vicky more than likely would still want to do both. She'd want to have her career. She'd want to be a wife and a stepmother and stuff. Because at one point, the episode um, when the twins are kind of like getting into trouble, they're not listening, they're out of control. And Vicky does mention, well, about cooking. And Danny's like, well, the girls are really particular about what they like to eat. And she does say, well, Danny, if we're going to be married soon, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to get used to cooking for a lot of people. So, yeah. And I'm just thinking with the writers that they knew in the back of their minds, like, this is not going to stick. This is not, that would ruin the element of the show, Danny getting married and everything like that. But, you know, on Fuller House, eventually... You know, Joey, Jesse, Becky, and the twins, they all move out of the house. And it's just probably Danny and Michelle at that point until she leaves for college. So, yeah. But, I mean, this is a cute ending. I like the music playing. I like the proposal. You know, the, he's like, girl, she just said yes. She just, and they're all congratulating her. Everyone's kissing. Danny and Vicky are kissing. We have Steve and DJ kissing. Michelle and Stephanie are hugging each other and just loving the fireworks. And Kimmy, at one point, puts her arm through Prince Charming's arm. And, of course, Cinderella has to come in. It's almost like, you cannot be putting your hands on um, those people. Even Stephanie at this point, and I think even Michelle, they're wearing, wearing like, hooded jackets. Like, zip-up hoodies. Stay, same with DJ, you know. It's probably, it's, I bet it's probably, like, maybe 60-some de degrees at that point. He good in Orlando, Florida right now. It's 78 right now. And it looks like at 9 a.m. in Orlando, oh, there's a 30% chance of a, a storm but it's going to be 82 degrees right now here it's currently 76 and then it's we'll get down to like maybe 72 around 4 a.m. and then it'll hit, get back up to like 9 a.m. it's going to be already 74 11 a.m. it's going to be 79 degrees and I think the highest it's going to get to is like 82 which isn't terrible but when you start to get to like 85 86 90 degrees and it's just like you don't want to go outside at all granted there are other places that are probably most likely over 100 degrees where it's like you don't want to do anything because you're gonna melt as soon as you walk outside 
But yeah, that's the episode. I thought this was so cute. Oh, Joey and Snow White are kind of dancing. Kimmy, get your hands off of Prince Charming because we have Cinderella right behind her. And everyone's in a romantic mood. So, of course, Kimmy's standing right next to Prince Charming. She puts a hand on his arm and casually slips her other right underneath his arm. And he looks at her, you know, he's trying to be polite and everything. But the woman who plays Cinderella kind of comes in there like, okay. Well, Kimmy's like, oh yeah, I should probably take my hands off you. Oh, she looks back at Cinderella, kind of smiles politely like, oh yeah, I'll take my hands off your man. Even though, you know, they're just workers. I doubt they're in a relationship together. And Cinderella puts her hands on him. Like, yeah, she can touch him because she works with him. But, Kimmy, you cannot touch him. Wasn't there a YouTube video about someone at Disney World, like, kicking the guy who played Tigger or Winnie the Pooh and, like, beating him up or something? I'm going to look that up real quick. Oh, my gosh! Just uh, There's a, a video of <laughs> a couple mishaps with uh, Pluto. And, um, the first one, a little boy, like, go, you know how Pluto's got, like, you know, uh, whiskers on his face? A kid goes up and yanks one of them off, and I, I had to rewind it a couple times, like, what happened? So, because Pluto was, like, putting his paws up to his, you know, his mouth, his face. And the son right away is like, or the dad right away is like, son, what did you do? Because the kid's like maybe four. And he goes up to him and yanks one of the, like, whiskers out of uh, Pluto's face. The other one had to do with Minnie Mouse. There's another video of, um, <laughs> I don't know whether what it, it was Min Minnie's, like, panty, the white, like, like panties underneath like fell down or maybe it was like I'm not sure what it was but she's just standing there and all of a sudden you see this like white fabric like fall down underneath the dress and she's like kind of bent over like she's pulling up the dress like the person in the costume is like what happened and then she bends over and like trying to hide it and, like walks up and she says I have to go fix it and then there's one um, with Pluto. He's, like, dancing. And I guess the mother tells this little two-year-old to, like, go up and, like, maybe go give Pluto a hug. While he's dancing, by the way. And he does not even see her and, like, practically knees her in the face accidentally. Like, whoa! You knocked that poor little girl down. This is, like, a boat where they're, like, the characters are dancing. And I guess, like, Dopey, who's, like, above... Like, the characters that are on the the first level. Like, I thought he was, like, supposed to go down some stairs, but he ends up going over the railing, can go, boom, go, falls right on top of Goofy. Like, I know his name is Dopey, but come on, what happened there? Oh, okay, I see it, because there's a railing there, you know, um, a railing that's got, a, like, a... Where you could easily probably fall through. And he fell through the bottom rung of it. Like, oh, I get it. So, as far as for a best outfit for this House Meets Mouse Part 2. I liked Becky's outfit in the hotel. I liked that. I thought that was cute. Um, if I have to give for, for worst outfit, I really didn't care for DJ's overall shoulderless shirt. That really, meh. I really didn't have a favorite line. I mean, I guess you can go with the proposal was my favorite line. Where she's like, someone named, someone is asking someone named Vicky to marry. And then she's like, 
oh, I'm Vicky. And Danny's like, I, I'm, I'm someone. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the episode that I am going to be covering next week. Season one, episode season. Season 6, episode 1. We're going all the way back. So we did the finale. We're going all the way back to season 6, episode 1. Entitled, Enough with the Fireworks. It's July 5th. No, it's called Come Fly With Me, which aired on September 22nd, 1992. Stephanie Michelle still away on a plane to New Zealand. What can I say? Stephanie cannot resist the cute Jerry curled... Um... International Children's Choir Kid, I guess. Um, DJ comes back from Spain. That was season five's finale, Captain Video. Uh, DJ was going to Spain for eight weeks for the summer, which is interesting because it kind of ties into the times that she had been taking Spanish, you know, with Senorita Mosley, and she was failing, but apparently she's done enough that she can actually go to Spain and she can get. I mean, that would work out great for another language and everything like that would be really awesome for her. But this time she comes back, she's got Steve in tow. We meet Steve for the second time. The first time we met him was Sister... Sister... Excuse me, Sisters in Crime. That episode was episode 14, season 5. This time around, we meet Steve. He's here to stay. He's not a big... Kind of a little bit of impatient, kind of in Sisters in Crime, but he was played by he was his character was Stephen Peters this time around. He's Steve Hale, so yeah. And DJ is fifteen. She's been uh, Spain. She's been drinking coffee. The twins are played by different actors. They are not. They're not infants anymore. They are now toddlers. And I will get more into that next week. So I hope you guys had a fun time. I had a fun time with this episode. I know it was like all over the place. Like, I'm starting at 9 a.m. I'm starting at, I'm finishing at like 10, 13 13 p.m. right now. I had a long day. I cleaned up the place so we don't have as much to do on Sunday, which is awesome. So hot and muggy. So hot and muggy. I know. I don't want to complain now because in three months we're going to be in October. And it's like, eh. It could still be pretty nice in the beginning of, of October, though. Wait, August, September, October. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I mean, think about it. Five months from now, we're going to be in December. You know how cold it gets in the mitten state, right? Cold. <laughs> but yeah, I had a very productive day. And I hope all of you had a great 4th of July if you celebrate the holiday. And I hope you have a great, safe weekend. Bye-bye, everybody.